Well, I've got an important message for you today. It comes from Mark chapter 9. If you've got your Bible, let's go there. Mark 9, we're going to be reading from verse 1. It says, Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. I reckon that's not just a word for back then. That's a word for now. It's a promise I want to hold on to. I don't want to die before I see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. I believe God wants to do something significant in our lifetime. I wonder whether we could believe that we could see a nation saved, cities transformed. I want to see that in my lifetime goes on in verse 2. It says, Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. It wasn't a small hill. It was a high mountain. And He led them up there to be alone. And as the men watched Jesus' appearance was transformed and His clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach. I don't know what brand you use, Nappy sand or whatever. This is far better than that. Uh, far better than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Anybody know somebody who doesn't know what to say, so they just talk? You know, they've got foot and mouth disease. They, they just say stuff. If you don't know what to say, you know, sometimes it's best just to shut it. Just, just a, uh, yeah. But Peter, he, he comes up with this idea. And then it says, then in, in verse seven, it says, then a cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone and they saw only Jesus was with them. And as they went back down the mountain, yeah, they had to come down off the mountain. He told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. He's telling them what's going to happen, that Jesus was not just going to die, but He was going to rise again. You know, one thing we can be confident is we serve a, a God who is powerful, a God who is above and beyond any other God. He's not just high, He is the most high. I like how the psalmist puts it in Psalm 47 verse one. It says, oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. So so everyone right now, how about you just clap your hands? Yeah, we've got a few people clapping their hands. And it says, and shout to God with a voice of triumph. You know, I love our church because we're a noisy church and the Bible instructs us to shout. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. How many know if you just won a great victory, you don't whisper, you shout. And there's something powerful in a shout. Shout to God with a voice of triumph for the Lord most high is awesome. Uh, The Lord most high is awesome. He is a great King over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. You know, one thing, living in Auckland, uh, we are surrounded by mountains. You know, many people don't recognise them as mountains. They look like hills. But we've got Mount Eden, Mount Roskill, Mount Wellington, Mount Albert, Mount Victoria, Mount Hobson. In fact, Auckland has 50 volcanoes. Uh, 48 of them are within a 20-kilometre uh, radius. 
but they're not really mountains. You know, if we want to see mountains, you've got to go down the South Island. South Island, you know, Queenstown, many people have taken trips to Queenstown over recent times. And there's this range called the Remarkables. And they're called the Remarkables because when you look at them, they are, yeah, remarkable. You know, there's something amazing just staring at mountains, something transcendent about them. And, and mountains have always been God places. Think about it. It's, it's where heaven and earth come closest to one another on the top of a mountain. You know, mountains are, are, are places of vision. They're, they're points where you can see past obstacles. There's something that aspires us as human beings to be on top. You know, many people stop halfway, but, but, but there's something in us that says, man, I, I wanna get to the top. And, and in, in the world right now, there are mountain climbers and there's mountain sink, uh, seekers. You know, there's songs written about mountains. It's the climb. And it's all about ascension. It's all about moving higher. And, and height gives us a sense of transcendence. In fact, power and vision, you know, uh, come at a, at a high place. How I many know it's tall? Being tall in a crowd is an advantage. You know, if you've ever been in a crowd where it's packed and you're short, I, you know, I, I do feel sorry for you. Yeah, but being tall, you can see above other people and you can see what's going on. And, and it's that, that concept in the Bible, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, it would often talk about the high places, the high places, and they were significant places. You know, sacrifices, if you look in the Old Testament, were offered by the high priest. Now, Jesus is our high priest. We, we often talk about it in life about having high ideals or somebody who's a high achiever. You know, big court cases are, are held at, where they're held at the high court. And, and in fact, studies have shown that, that people who have greater height actually tend to earn higher salaries. Some of you don't believe that. We'll just look at Steve Adams, seven foot tall and probably one of the richest sports people or richest, one of the richest in New Zealand. Now, even, you know, you take somebody who's pretentious, we'll often say to them, why don't you get off your high horse? But then also it's used in many other forms, you know, this thought of height. Drugs, you know, give us this transcendence ecstasy and we call it a, a high. And then we get addicted and, and once we're addicted, we're, we seek a higher power. And I want to suggest to you today that great heights inspire us, but they also humble us. They also humble us. How many of us are scared of heights? You ever been on a ride that took you up high or you ever jumped off something, bungee jumped or, or jumped out of a plane and, and it was the height that scared you? In fact, the older you are, the more cautious we all tend to get and, and we can be scared of heights. But, but in all this, we as human beings are created to worship and, and it's in our nature to worship. And no matter how hard we try, we can't actually refrain from worship. And the question we're gonna ask is, if we don't worship God, what are we worship? It, everybody worships. It's just a question of what? So many people can worship their careers 
they can put that at a high point. Some people worship material possessions. Some people worship recreation. The question I want to ask today is, is who bows down in your life? Who's the master? And, and the second question is, who's a servant? See, when, when a subject becomes a king, kneeling down is, is something that's done. And what it's doing is it's acknowledging lordship. When people pray, you often see that they're kneeling and they're recognizing the lordship of God, of Christ. When, when a young man asked, him, uh, asked a, a woman to marry him, he'll often get down on his knee. You know, right there, you know, he, he's making a declaration. But, but what I want to just unpack today is, is one of the names of God. See, God goes by many names, and one of them is El El Yon. El El Yon, not El El Cool J, but El El Yon. Uh, God is God Most High. That, that's what that means, El El Yon. Uh, Most High, this, this, this El El Yon is used 50 times in the Bible. So He's not just high. God's not just high. He's Most High. He's a mountain. Another way of saying that is He's a mountain that can't be conquered or measured. See, and many people talk about mountaintop experience, moments of euphoria where they accomplish something. But the greatest high anyone can ever experience is an encounter with Jesus because He's the most high. Yeah, 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 marriage, that's a high moment in somebody's life. You know, finishing a course of study, getting your degree, that's a high moment in somebody's life. You know, uh, you know, selling something, you know, buying a house, that's a high moment. But none of them can compare with an encounter with Jesus because He's most high. And, and I really believe God is looking for people just to not know about Him, but know Him. And I'm praying today that, that people wouldn't just tune in and listen to a message, but that they'd have an encounter with Jesus. You know, I know that happened, has happened many times in my lifetime. Happened as a nine-year-old boy. Happened when I was delivering newspapers in my teenage years. It's ha- happened throughout the course of my life. And nothing else in life can compare to those moments. You know, baptism. Is, is an incredible moment. You know, you come out of that pool and you feel 10 foot tall. You can feel like you can take on anything because when you get baptized, it resembles, you know, the death of your old life. Is, is putting, you know, is burying all the mistakes and, and all the sin that would want to ensnare you and stop you living the life that, that, that God's called you to. But when you come out of that pool, you, know, you, you come out in the nature of Jesus. You ta- take on a new life and you can take on anything. It's a mountaintop experience. Now I wanna suggest mountaintops are where belief is born. Uh, mountaintops are, are places of new beginnings. They're, they're places of vision. And mountaintops are places of prophetic revelation. That the, where problems become insignificant. You know, from the mountain, things don't look as big as if you're looking up at them. You know, what you've got to understand is in Christ, the Bible talks about that we're seated with Him in heavenly places. 
So many people are looking up at their problems, but we need to take the position where, where God has placed us and see that we're, we're up looking down. But here's the sad truth about mountains. Because any encounter with God is, is in a moment. And the thing about mountain is, is nobody's allowed to remain there permanently. Just like Peter, James and John in the story, eventually you have to come down. And what seems true in one moment can change drastically in the next. Now, what we call it, we call it a touch of reality. Uh, many people say, oh, you need to come down to earth. You know, and they use th- statements like, oh, what was I thinking? And they question, oh, was that real? See, if, if mountaintops are where belief is born, you know, the question is, what happens when we come down? Because yes, we do have to come down to earth. But the question is, what are we bringing with us? See, every time we're on a mountain, we need to grab a little bit of heaven and we need to bring it back with us. That's what we need to do. Uh, we need to touch heaven. As the old Hillsong song would say, we need to touch heaven so that we can change earth. I like how Ezekiel 28 talks about the Garden of Eden. It talks about how it was set on a mountain. And as a result of the sin of Adam and Eve, they were cast down. The casting down was a result of sin. And and what the fall meant, again, the fall meant leaving the garden. Or another way, it meant leaving the mountain. However, God throughout history would still give people what mountaintop moments You think about the Old Testament. God met Abraham on Mount Moriah. God spoke to Moses in a burning bush on Mount Horeb. Uh, Mount Sinai was where where Moses got the top 10. God spoke to Elijah in in a still small voice on a mountain. Some of Jesus' most well-known teachings happened where they happened on a mountain, the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus would often go to a mountain to pray. And in our text today, we, we, we find Peter, James and John up a mountain with Jesus. And Jesus is transfigured and Moses and Elijah join them. Talk about a moment. You'd be pinching yourself. Moses and Elijah. And the Bible says Peter's so overwhelmed, he doesn't know what to say. But that didn't stop him talking. He, he said, let's just stay here, though. Let's build shelters. Let, let's just camp out on this mountain. Notice he didn't get an answer. But it, it was obviously a dumb suggestion because they all ended up coming down. Here's the thing. We can't stay on the mountain. And the reason we can't stay on the mountain is because we're called to change our environment. We're, we've been entrusted with this mission to bring heaven to earth. That's why Jesus prayed, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And He's commissioned you and I to bring heaven to earth. Uh, a nine-year-old uh, once prayed, if God loves me so much, why, why does and He make me happy all the time? You know, I, I don't know. But maybe it's because as important as happiness is, there's other things that are more important, like being good and overcoming. 
See, 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 if you don't understand this, so many people, you know, just treat Jesus like they're happy people. You know, and the moment they don't feel happy, they stop trusting in Jesus. But, but, but God's got something bigger for you than, than happiness. Things like overcoming stuff. Things like bringing change. And if you don't understand this, what you do is you'll start worshiping the mountain where you met God instead of God. You know, in other words, I want the experience of feeling high, but in the process of it, that experience, you miss the most high. See, faith may be born on the mountain, but it's displayed in the valley. And how you respond in the valley reveals what you received on the mountain. Right now, we need a whole lot of Christians who have been to the mountain, who have had an encounter with God, so that when they come down to the valley, they're bringing something of heaven with them. See, God wants to bring each and every one of us to a place of authentic faith. I want to say it's okay to doubt. But I I challenge to say you, you need to start doubting your doubts rather than doubting what God said. God has something amazing for your life. And, and it's through the place of encounter that we see shift and we see change. Uh, many people have locked their Christianity into a belief, an ideology. But here at Equippers, we don't want just to leave our Christianity into a, a statement written on a piece of paper. We want to experience God. And I believe in this, these times, it's so important that we have a fresh encounter with God. God wants to take us up to the mountain. And that may be where you are right now in the midst of lockdown. You have a place where, where you have an encounter with Jesus. So you don't need to be in a church building to have an encounter with Jesus. You can experience Him right where you are if you just have a hunger and a desire. I believe God has favourites. And do you know who His favourites are? It's those who hunger and thirst. Because if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus said you will be filled. And I believe God wants to fill people's lives with His presence. Yeah, and it will be moments and there'll be times where you, you're, there'll come a time where you have to descend and come back to reality. But as we come back and we face the, the challenges that are in front of us, let's bring some of heaven into those moments. Let's see God move in a supernatural way. See, I'm really believing in the next season, we're going to see whole households saved. Not just households, but extended families Coming to know Jesus. I believe this is a time of encounter. This is a time where God wants to pour out His Spirit. See, a lot of people have put their dependence on many other things. But, but this, uh, those things have failed a lot of people. And, and, and there's a hunger and there's a desire. There's, there's, there's a questioning. And I'm praying that, that that questioning will lead people to a place where they, where they have a mountaintop experience. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but I do know God's got the answers. And He's God most high. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. And, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Nothing you're up against right now needs to overtake you, needs to overwhelm you. 
Come on, you can find answers. In fact, Psalm 61 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to a rock that's higher than I. Higher. So often we can't see because we're approaching things at a human level. But I believe God wants to take us high so that we can see past what's in front of us. I believe in this moment, God's going to release vision into the hearts and lives of people.